I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. The nation of South Sudan is not quite two years old. The world's newest country was created in July 2011 after decades of fighting a civil war against the North. But South Sudan is now facing its own internal rebellion, and the army there is being accused of terrorizing its own people in the eastern state of Jongle. Kaylin Briggs is with Refugees International in Juba, the capital of South Sudan. She's been traveling through Jongle, talking to people affected by the crisis there. We were speaking to people yesterday that had fled their homes as a result of what was really a a campaign of terror by the South Sudanese armed forces against the civilian population. Over the past three weeks, we've seen widespread looting by government forces, large-scale attacks on civilian populations, burning of houses, and the civilians have, have pretty much all fled at this point into the bush. And this, this has been complicated over the past week by threats by a rebel group to attack the town. And following that threat, all of the humanitarian organizations have been evacuated. So at, at this point, the main town that we're talking about, Pibor Town, is basically deserted. We don't know what the humanitarian situation is at this point, but we fear that we have a, a pretty serious crisis on our hands. So just for clarity, the Sudanese People's Liberation Army, the SPLA, that was the rebel army that was fighting on behalf of the South before it became an independent nation. Is the military still referred to as the SPLA? It is, yes. So what's motivating the government forces? I mean, the SPLA, they're supposed to defend these people. Why are they going in and raiding these villages? The government soldiers haven't been paid in three months. So just like everyone else, they need water, they need shelter. And so in the absence of that being provided for them, they're just going out and taking it. But it also comes down to the fact that Jongle State historically has had a lot of ethnic tensions. And the government soldiers that are operating in that area are from an ethnic group that historically has clashed with the ethnic population of this town. But really, in the end, a lot of it just comes down to a breakdown in the chain of command. Uh, it's, it's showing us that the military leadership doesn't have control or perhaps doesn't want to control the soldiers that are operating in, in the east. And how many people are we talking about? How many people have fled? So Pibor Town is estimated to have about 10,000 people. And right now, the town is, is basically completely empty. So we're talking about 10,000 people that we know are in the bush. But Pibor County, the greater Pibor area, has about 140,000 people. And right now, the humanitarian community, the UN, and the peacekeepers as well, don't have access to any of that area. So we know that there are thousands of people who are hiding in the bush, but we really don't know what's going on for the remaining 140,000 in the more remote areas. And making things even more complicated for the refugees, I gather, is that the rainy season is about to start. Yeah, so the rainy season is a huge concern for us right now. Once the rains start, for these thousands of people that are hiding in the bush, those areas are going to be underwater. So any access they did have to food or shelter is basically going to be compromised. Additionally, we expect to see a huge spike in disease once the rains come. Cholera will become a much more significant issue. Hepatitis E we're already seeing outbreaks of. And it does mean that we will just have absolutely no access to these displaced populations. So what can you and Refugees International do to help the situation, especially if the people you're supposed to be monitoring are nowhere to be found? What we're trying to do is spread awareness that this is going on. Find the people that have influence over the government of South Sudan and get them to push the government to get the military to stop committing human rights abuses against the civilians and to improve the humanitarian access to these areas. There was a 14-year-old girl that stepped on a landmine, and she was so scared to come into Pibor town because of these government soldiers that she opted to stay in the bush instead of seeking medical treatment. 
So this is pretty indicative of, of a very serious problem. And did she survive uh, her time in the bush? It's unknown right now. She did make it into town. There was a brief window of calm when a lot of civilians were able to come in. And what we saw during those three days was a lot of children coming in, a lot of children with gunshot wounds, a lot of children with landmine injuries. When the NGOs were still there, they've been trying to medevac a lot of people out of Jongle. But our information as to the majority of those people is still a bit unclear. Kaylin Briggs is with Refugees International. She's been speaking with us from the capital of South Sudan, Juba. Kaylin, thanks for your time. Thanks very much.